Welcome back to Wrench Life. This podcast is brought to you by every second you waste staring at your fucking phone. By every minute you let slip through your feeble fingers with complacency and arrogance. For every paradox and contradiction in your character that you can't see. And trust me, everyone else can see it. Do I sound bitter? It's because I am. This podcast is brought to you by the fire that burns in your heart. The fire you seldom feel anymore and the fire you wish you still had. The fire that fueled the teenage angst that made your first loves just as sweet as the heartache and bitterness they eventually manifested into. The fire that inspired transcriptions of words that can bring tears to your eyes. The fire that makes you want to pack your fists full of hate and take a swing at the world. The fire that, when harnessed, stoked, and controlled, can change the world. And in fact, it's the only thing that ever has. And it starts with you, your mind, your body, your soul. It starts with your mental and physical health. Progressing one step at a time. We live in a time, like all times, when the bravest thing that you can do is speak the truth. Use your eyes and your logic And I pray you don't fall victim to groupthink, mob mentality, or toxic ideologies. Welcome back, my friends. I hope you're doing well. I recorded the following podcast at Williamton Notch in the Adirondack Mountains in eastern New York, northeastern New York. I had been contemplating and festering about what to do with the podcast. I've been for literally a year. I haven't uploaded since uh, October 31st, 2019. And I I, I just had to do it. it. Finally, the moment came. I pulled over. I lugged my gear into the woods. And I finally got this shit off my chest. Now you might ask, you had the gear with you? I did. Nearly every time I've gone on vacation, leave the state, go anywhere cool, I bring the whole podcast kit because I always leave with the intention of doing it. And I always get so sucked in to enjoying what I do. And I don't do this because this, is, this isn't easy. It is therapeutic. Wrench Life is very therapeutic for me. But sometimes 
living in the moment and trying to do what's best for me means I don't necessarily always do what's best for you and the other three people that might listen to this. So anyway, pulled off to the side of the road, found this nice spot, and what you're about to uh, listen to or watch if you're on YouTube or Instagram really is the culmination of that. There are some things I want to say about it before we get to it. This is certainly not me at my best. In the following uh, content, I, I spoke from the top of my head. I was not as clear as I needed to be, but it is what it is. It's me. It's us. It's Ren's life. This is progression-based mental health. We must accept our imperfections and our flaws if we want to make any steps forward. There's no way to go forward without the acceptance of the fact that we are imperfect. The following podcast or rant, cry for help, whatever you want to call it, in in, in this piece you're going to listen to or watch, I sound lost, worried, scared. The current social political climate has left us walking on eggshells far too often. I hear in my voice a lost child who is scared, scared about the future. I feel like the eight-year-old boy sitting quietly in the living room, a tear forming in the corner of their eye as you hear your parents screaming at each other in the kitchen. The storm is coming in. But in this situation, the kitchen is American politics. The living room is where I'm trying to live my best life and be the best I can be. And we, we are both that lost boy and the screaming parents. I'm fearful of the collateral damage. I would say enjoy. But what I really want is for you to think. To think about it. Hey guys. Welcome to Wrench Life with a why. Why? Because there's there's nothing as, as great as feeling good. And, and that's what we're doing here. Okay? Now it's been a while since we've done a Wrench Life. I've been lost. Didn't know where to go with this. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see we're not in the podcast studio. We're actually... Um, I'm actually in the Adirondacks Mountains right now. Along a babbling creek. And uh, I'm just taking my annual vacation, trying to clear my mind, simmer down. And like many times over the past year, when I try to get away, I find myself thinking about wrench life. What am I going to do with wrench life? What am I going to do with wrench life? Honestly, I felt lost without Blaze. I didn't know if I can handle the show on my own. 
I wasn't sure if I could make it through podcasts smooth enough without someone being there to help. Initially, I thought, perhaps I'll go somewhere more political. I thought, no, that's a terrible idea. Things got hotter in the political climate. Yeah, it's a really bad idea. So then I was thinking, well, I don't know. What should I do? What should I do? And it kept coming back to the same thing. So I find myself here driving through the Adirondacks, thinking about it, thinking about it, and I said, you know what? Screw it. Just be spontaneous. I pulled over, hiked into the woods here, set up the camera, and this is it. We're starting Wrench Life up right now. What I'm going to do here with Wrench Life is I'm going to offer you perspective, right? I'm going to do my best, try my best, to help you with your, your, your mental health, and not in a way where I'm saying I'm going to treat your anxiety. No, 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 not like that. I can't do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to treat your anxieties. I'm going to help explain things, offer perspective, which is very calming. The political climate, political and social climate is so goddamn toxic right now, and we really... We really need more voices of reason in the middle. And I think looking at things from multiple perspectives is very, very beneficial for calming you down. Right now, we're very much stuck in this, the world is on fire thing. Oh my God, the world's on fire. You know, you know cops are shooting down people in the street. It, it just it, like, take a deep breath. The world is not on fire things are bad things have always been bad things are good too things have always been good not all police officers are bad people not all protesters are bad people not all you know uh, left-leaning people are bad not all right-leaning people are bad stop using blanket statements people are not people are not political abstractions Someone you see is not a caricature of the particular political view that you're mapping onto them in that moment. That's a human being. Everyone on both sides of so many of these issues that have been polarized are just as bad as everyone on the other side. And what I like, that's what I'm trying to say here is I just want to give you perspective, right? So, I'm going to go over a couple things here. One, these are what I've done in the last, like, year, six months that have helped me really feel better mentally. One, okay, get off Facebook. Delete Twitter. Just get away from it. It's, it's toxic. It's bullshit. Two, assume there's more to everything than the narrative you've been given. Because there always is. Always is and three you just need to be a principled person you need to look at things logically with principle okay the problem is so many of the things out there so much of the social and political ideologies are are so well orchestrated that your clickbait quick answers have been baked into the cake and it makes it you have to be mentally very strong and brave to question the status quo. For example, from a principled stance, if the core of the Black Lives Matter movement is 
accountability, right? They want police to be held accountable, accountable and to a high standard, right? If your core principle is accountability, then you need to show the utmost attention and respect to accountability across the board or it demeans your message. So when they're going to say, you know, if there's one bad cop and there's 10 bad cops around, they're all bad cops, then that principle needs to carry over into the people that are espousing your message. So perhaps there's people out there who are not, not part of that movement. Maybe there's bad actors out there because there are bad actors out there and there's good actors out there. If they're out there, you know, doing things that are bad, the people within that movement need to hold those people accountable so they look accountable across the board. Because otherwise, you just weaponize the people on the counter-narrative, the people that would be, you would say, like, maybe like the people on the Blue Lives Matter side, perhaps you say those people would say, well, look at, look at what they're doing. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not taking a side here. I'm saying if the message is count accountability, you need to be extremely accountable. If your message is blue lives matter, police matter, police are important, they're here to protect and serve, well, you need to stand the hell up for protecting and serving. Right? Jesus. I think you can really find the ability to take yourself a notch down, one notch down, <sighs> mentally, by going, hold on, okay, well, we're against police brutality. Everyone is. You've been sold a narrative that says, you know, like, 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 there's these people somewhere that are okay with this, that are for this. I don't think that's true. And if you stop for a second, logically, and say, is there anyone out here for police brutality? There isn't. There might be, like, two crazy people somewhere, but generally, you're not going to be able to find someone who's for police brutality. You're not going to find someone who is not for police accountability. You're not going to find someone that doesn't think that black lives matter. Like, maybe there's a point oh 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 one percent of people out there that are truly bad, racist, stupid people that might think that. But the idea that there are vast swaths of people on like this like bad side of these issues is is it's just not right and as bad as it is you need to not fall into that way of thinking otherwise you're stuck in that world is on fire mentality and it's not go outside get some fresh air get off your phone it's gonna be okay Look at this place. You really should be seeing this. You, we, all need to be sympathetic. If you don't know the difference between empathy and sympathy, empathy is something you can relate to. You've been there. Like, I can empathize when a fellow business owner is stressed out. If you don't own a business, you can't empathize that. You might be able to sympathize. And sympathize is saying, I, I think I can imagine that, perhaps. So 
you need to be careful when you use those words. People will, you know, use them in incorrect places. You're going to say, oh, well, you could never empathize with this. And you're like, mm, but I can do my best to sympathize. You'll never know what it's like to be like blank in blank. Yeah, but I could try my best. We need to be realistic but optimistic. Stop thinking we are the most divided we've ever been. That's not true. We are the most connected we've ever been. Um, we are not the most divided. At one point, this country split in half and fought a civil war. And even if you think we're heading that way again, we are not there now, so we are not as divided as we've ever been. If you look at the history of the United States, we are in the best place we've ever been. And we might be at a little hiccup here, a little bump in the road, but we are certainly on a good trajectory. If you're a book reader, you should read uh, Steven Pinker's book, uh, Enlightenment Now. It's a long book. And it goes over how we've made so much progress in so many fields and realms. And it is a good, it's a, good, a book to really take you down two more notches. And you'd be like, wow, we're doing a good job. going to move on to another subject. When we get into this COVID discussion, right, it's really troubling to me that somehow the seriousness you're taking of the pandemic and the effectiveness of masks became a, a partisan issue. I don't know how that even happened. It's disgusting. It shouldn't be that way. And like I said, before. Multiple things are true. There's good sides, bad sides, there's good arguments, there's bad arguments. So, say, uh, this idea that if you're not wearing a mask or you're not for ma the full-on mask stuff means you're just a bad person, you want people to die, that's just wrong and that's just stupid and you need to relax. Because if you have a brain and you can think if six feet works, then why do you need masks? If masks work, why do you need six feet? Well, the answer is that because you're stacking. If each of these things makes a minute difference, and you stack it, and you stack it, and you stack it, and you stack it, well, eventually you get to at least some difference, and some difference is effective. But also, just like you are a human with a brain that can think that, you're also a human with a brain that can comprehend the risk factors to the best of your ability, to the best of the information that's out there, and you should act accordingly to your particular risk factors. Don't assume that the person who isn't wearing a mask is not being conscious of six feet and is out there coughing on you or wants you to die. No one wants you to die. No one wants you to get sick. No one wants to get sick. No one wants to see their family members get sick and die. Don't get sucked into that nonsense. Also, on the other side, no, like, in a time of elevated risk, and it is a national risk, the federal government does have the authority to, to try to quell certain behaviors that perhaps would make this worse for the long-term goals of the United States of America, right? Or the state which you particularly reside in, right? Uh, it's Here's an example of why it's, it's troubling. How can you say, you'll say, oh, well, you know, it's Trump's fault. 
it's really, really difficult to come down and look at a particular policy or inaction that turned over into, into deaths. And you could say, oh, well, he didn't come out soon enough to say masks. But you look at this across the spectrum, different politicians all over the country, all were saying different things at different times. It's really, really hard to just go, there it is. While simultaneously, you'll talk about here, and I'm in New York State, how Cuomo did such a great job. And, and to me, that's just, like, the logic part of my brain is like, well, if we had the most deaths overall and the most deaths, deaths per million, it's kind of perplexing why he, this guy would be touted out as the guy who handled it the best. Furthermore, particularly in this state, the policy of sending um, senior citizens back to citizen, senior citizen homes uh, is a direct policy that can turn over and be like, those deaths came from that policy. And a, a huge percentage of the deaths in this state came from those, that policy. So I'm not saying I like one side or this side. I'm saying how can you say the direct, the direct action of this guy was this, the direct action of that guy was that. It, it, it just doesn't jive quite right. If you're a sentient human being with a brain, you should be able to look at this situation and be like, these things kind of aren't adding up super well. And if you think if your guy was in office or that guy was in office, it would have been different if it was Biden, you're out of your mind. There's no way you'd know that. This is a unprecedented situation. It's never happened before. And how you could possibly say it would have been better is insane. There's no way to know that. But if you get sucked into it and you think it, oh my God, all these people died because of X, Jesus, relax. The world is not on fire. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Now, if you're thinking right now, maybe Dave said some things that kind of hit like a, a nerve, struck a nerve. It's okay. It, it's very likely that you, you were probably in one of these camps or one of those camps and one of these things I'm saying is just like hitting you. And what you need to realize is that th these ideas, these ideologies are, you know, it is kind of like a, like a, like a virus, like a brain virus. Like you, it got in there, it latched in there. Once you have an idea, the idea feels like it is part of you. And when something stands against that, you feel like something stands against you, like you're being attacked. And I'm not attacking you. I'm just giving you food for thought. I'm giving you perspective. <sighs> Take a deep breath. The world is not on fire. If more people need to just relax and say it out loud, the world is not on fire. We're going to be okay. We just need some perspective. And finally, today, I'm going to explain something that really, really bothers me about COVID world and why I think this is the case. And this is more me kind of just thinking out loud. There are far too many people who are very sanguine in giving up any of their freedom in exchange for a little bit of security in an unprecedented situation. And as time has gone on and more and more data has come out and we know more and more about this virus and this situation, 
there's a lot of people that just see they're fine just being locked up, not doing school, uh, wearing masks forever, etc., 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 etc. And man, it has rubbed me weird from the beginning, rubbed me weird. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it. And I kept thinking, why? Why are people so willing to just give up their life? And you know, and I live a very active, um, assertive life. Like I, I know what I want to do, and I go out and I do it. And then I realized that the. So, let's take a step back. Essentially, there's two ways you can live life, right? Or it's a spectrum. You can be passive or assertive in life. And most people are far too passive. Chances are you're too passive. Uh, if you live a passive life, you're like this stream right here. You're just going with the flow. You're in the path of least resistance. And evolutionary biology would say that that's, that's effective. You, you go with what works, right? Well, if you just swim in the mainstream and go with what works and follow the path of least resistance, when someone says, hey, don't do this, don't do that, you're like, sure, got it. Right there, champ. And I'm saying, well, no. I'm one of those people that lives assertively. I wanted to die for years. And I found out what works for me. And I know what level I need to do to be at baseline. And I need to go outside. And I need to get fresh air. And I need to activate my body. And I adjusted those things given the pandemic. But I found something that worked. And here I am. In the Adirondacks. On vacation. It's lovely. You need to be smart about what you do. Don't give up the things that make you tick. Adjust them accordingly. Take yourself and everyone else into consideration. I want to leave it there. I will elaborate on some of the stuff a little bit more. I had to get back on the road and keep driving. Maybe I won't upload this. I don't know. But thanks for checking it out. Um, there'll be more Wrench Life coming. If you do listen to this, feel free to drop me a comment or a DM or a text or anything and give me some ideas of, of situations you might like me to elaborate on because I'd, I'd love to help break things down and you know help you get to a place where you can stop and take a deep breath and say relax the world is not on fire but thanks for listening this is Wrench Life I'm going to have a little bit of coffee right here on this creek and a stream here in the Adirondacks and be good out there be safe, be smart I'm counting on you we're all in this together bye